You are about to listen to the full interview with Javier Cavanias. Sections of it were originally included in our Faces of Balmez episode. Javier Cavanias, along with Francisco Manez, wrote Los Caras de Balmez, Was the Greatest Paranormal Mystery in the History of Spain a Fraud? A book extensively covering the history of the faces. We spoke with him about the phenomenon and evolving explanations throughout the years. We hope you enjoy. Okay, my name is Javier Cabanillas. I'm a journalist from Spain. I've be, I always been interested in Fortean phenomena, and I don't know why the faces of Belmeth crossed my path, so I started investigating what's one of the most important paranormal issues in Spain. Yeah, so uh, what are the Belmez faces, or the faces of Belmez? Belmez is a very small village in, in the south of Spain. In a very, it used to be a very isolated area. Now things have changed, but it was in the middle, let's say, of nowhere. And the faces are the strange uh, figures or faces, because the, so most of them look like faces, that appear in the walls of a very small city, of a very small house, where a family, the, the Maria Camara's family, lives. It, it started in the in the 70s, and it, it has lasted until now. Yeah, who was uh, Maria Camara? Okay, no, Maria uh, Camara was a very old ish. We, we, it's very important to understand who he was, because when some people told the story, they forget about her background and then try to show her as a, some kind of Madame Curie of mystery, and she was not. She had, a, she, she had a very sad story. His father and his mother, I think, they died when she was very young, and she married uh, when she was still young. I, I think she has not 20 years when he gets married with Juan Pereira. Juan Pereira was a very old man who ha- was widow and had three children. In Spain, in, in the south of Spain, in this area, for a young woman to marry a very uh, older man with kids meant for the people that she was trying to, to find a way of surviving in life. Um, so she had a lot of problems. And we are talking a very old society in Spain. It was with a dictatorship a very Catholic country. So uh, people didn't like her because they think she was, in some ways, dirty. And the faces of Belbe, for her, was some kind of revenge. And it's very interesting because if you miss uh, Maria Camara, sometimes you, you miss the the whole, the, the most important part of the story. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned kind of what was going on in Spain at the time. What was the town of Belmez like at um, when these faces first started? The, the village was in, very small. I don't remember. We are talking about a few thousand of people. And it was very funny because uh, it was not it, it was in a, in a road that only crossed Belmez. It's not a city or a place where you can go and, and to cross. You have to go to Belmez if you want to go to Belmez. So it was very isolated from the rest of Spain, but it was not so different for so many people, uh, village in the in this area of Spain. A poor area, uh, mostly with people very uneducated, with uh, high levels of poverty, 
yeah, that sounds like this kind of leads to a perfect recipe for what kind of happened. So how was the first face found and when was it first found? Okay, I will talk first about the first face that Maria found and then about the real first face. Uh, Maria uh, was at home uh, cooking one day. It was, uh, uh, the village was in, I don't know how you, on holiday, let's say on holiday, they have a big party, a big fiesta for all the, the, the village, and she was cooking at home. And she realized that in the, where she was cooking, what it's called La Pava, that and it will be the first name of the, of the face, and where she was cooking, there was something that looked like uh, a face, but not a, uh, any face. It was very close to the face of the Christ, the Jesus Christ, that was holding in the cathedral of Jaén. So she thought the, what he has found was a signal, let's say, from God, more or less in the same way of the Virgin of, uh, in Mexico, the Virgin of Guadalupe. It was more or less the same thing. At the beginning, it was a religious uh, thing that happened. What was the real first face? Months before it happened, uh, another woman, and her name has been, her name is lost, uh, another woman found a stone, it was not a stone, let's say a stone, with something that was like a virgin. And this woman, with her friends, kept the, the the stone and put it somewhere in the in the middle of nowhere and from time to time they went here to to pray to the virgin but uh, maria didn't belong to this group so she was in some way at outsider of the of the town of the village as i say so in some way maria tried to to repeat the phenomenon that has happened already in belmet the face of Melmeth, even people who have studied and want to forget, didn't start with Maria and didn't start at Maria House. So do you think that because of that original face that uh, the people of Belmez were more inclined to start believing what was happening at Maria's home? People, in fact, people, context of the village uh, was very Catholic. So I understand when, when she... She thought she was fine, something that was almost like the face of Christ. Everybody believed she was not lying. They believed in her words. So how did the people of the town find out about it? And how did people react? People reacted believing it was some kind of miracle. And in fact, in a few days, people from other places surrounding Belmet went to see the face. And then and, uh, the new Richard Sevilla is the main ville, um, main city in Andalusia, Andalusia, in the south of Spain. And you have bosses that went to do, to see the the face of Belmet because they thought it was the, the face of Christ. So it was still a religious phenomenon. Interesting. So if since it was such a religious phenomenon, why did the family dis- destroy the original face? That happened because uh, there are so many people who went to the to the village, that the mayor uh, said that they had to finish because he, uh, the mayor knew it was a fake. Uh, it was, in fact, it was not a fake. Fake is a very big uh, word. It was a joke. The face has been painted by his son, one of his sons, and by a painter that lived in the same street. And because Maria, before she found the first face, 
was saying, I, I see something strange in my, in my kitchen, because he knew the story of the other women, I told you, in the village that had their own virgin. So the, uh, she was always saying, oh, I think there is very strange what is happening here. That's why the, the painter and the son of Maria painted the, the, first, the first face, the, the papa. That's why the major uh, told to them and to say we have to finish because there is so many people coming here, let's say three, four, five feet times more people going to see the, the, the face that people living here, it was a very big problem for, for them. That's why they destroyed the, the first house, the first uh, phase. But because they have won a lot of some money, let's say money, they, they, they never get rich, but they got some money and they paint another phase. But the second phase that it is lost was a very shitty phase. It, it, was, it, it was not made by the same painter. So they have to destroy the second one, and then they paint the third one. The third one is the picture you have seen. If you uh, type uh, face off of Belmes, the, the face you see is like Jean Simon from Kiss. That's the third face, the, the third Pava, the third face of Belmes. That's interesting. What does Pava mean? Pava is uh, it's in the way, the slang they use in this small village to say about the, the place where you cook. Because they have, they, they have a uh, let's say a room called the kitchen, but the the fire was in the in the middle of the of the in the soil, you know. Got it, got it. Yeah. They, they have no uh, uh, kitchen. At, it was they did it at home. So uh, the pava was the the place where they cook. Yeah. So how much money were they making off of this? How much were they charging uh, per person? They have charged. Uh, they, in fact, they have never charged. There was not a ticket admission. But people went, here, went there, and because they thought it was some kind of miracle, they gave some money. And the father of the painter, who was a photographer, took pictures, and he sell the, the little picture of the face of Belmet. In fact, it was not a very, very big business. It's true that they made money, or not a lot of money, but they did some money in a very poor area of, of, of Spain. And it lasts for, let's say, one of, no, two, three months, no more than that. So they, they, yeah, it's true that they have made some money. Maybe now they are, you can go to the house to see the face and you, you gave them five pounds or, or five dollars or, or one. Or you, you can, if you want, you, you don't have to. If you want, you give them some money. But it's not something that, it's going to make you millionaire. It's not Roswell. Even now they have a they have a a museum. It's not a, so such a big business. Do you think that this financial reason was I, even though it wasn't no, a lot of money? Is that wasn't the money? The money I I, I wrote about about Belmez. I made some money, but I didn't get millionaire. Everybody that works and do something try to get some money. It's that happened, but I I don't believe that the main idea in Maria's camera head was to make money with the with the with the faces. She really believed it, it was a religious phenomenon. It, it, she even if, if she made money, but I don't think the the money can explain or or the business explain everything. It, it it's true that 
they they try to make as much money as they could, but we are not talking about millions. Right. So what do you think is kind of the most likely explanation for these original paintings? What would have her been her motivation for it? The motivation, it was a joke. It was It just started as, as a joke. Then people, and it's more than Maria, his husband, and, the, and, or, and more than his husband, the child, the, the, yeah, the children of his husband, because she has children with his husband, but his husband, uh, Miguel Pereira, had, I think, three other children with another woman that, that died. I think these three ones were the most interested in, the, in making money. Did she know that they were fake, or was it kind of a prank on her? Yes, uh, at some point, she knew it was a fake, but it's also true that she, it, it, she believed in the phenomena. I, 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 she knew, because we know for witness, she for her Roger to speak to us and explain, and in, in half of Maria knew it was not real, but the other half of her believed in the in the phenomenon. She was in some way trapped because his her life was the the faces of Belmont. Imagine you live in the in the middle of nowhere, and then you appear on TV from time to time. You have people from Madrid that comes here. Uh, scientists who come here to talk to you, people who want to talk to you. So in some way, she was trapping his own in, in, in some joke. But she didn't start the, the joke. She didn't start the phenomenon. And I don't think the money was his main goal in the story. So kind of moving on beyond these originals. So the mayor uh, wanted to try to find an origin for the faces um and i believe they dug underneath the house is that true no no it's not true at all it, it's, it's part of the story but the house was there is no no such a house no it's, it's not true oh they never did any i mean because i know part of the story is that they found bones underneath the house did that never happen yes that's true that's true but and uh, you have to take into account that the this area uh, was full of bones. We ne- we, uh, the bones were found by uh, students from the University of Madrid that were, who were studying medicine, and they went to the village, they took the, the bones, and the, the trial is lost. Nobody knows what happened with the bones. But we have to say but two things. First, we don't know if these bones belong to human beings. That's nobody knows and you see the the pictures you only you can know and the other thing that is that this area of of Belmer de la Moraleda um, was full of bones from uh, the animals for instance or because they, they have had long time ago uh, wars between Spanish all the Spanish people and all Moorish people so I think because they, they didn't found a house in a school. They only found small bones, and the, the bones were disappeared. But it's true that the bones were there. But, and it's also true that you uh, dig a hole uh, 50 meters away, and sure you will find more bones. Interesting, interesting. So it was students from a school who did that excavation of the bones? Uh, you know, We know the story of the bones because uh, a journalist that was here the day they came, 
And maybe they were not people from any university, but a bunch of, of young people went there. They, they say they were students, that they were studying in Madrid, and they want to be doctors, and they want to, to study the bond. So they gave, I don't know who was, maybe the mayor, maybe Maria, gave, gave them the back with the bones and nobody knew about but it's uh, there were a lot of people who came there uh, promising things and never appear again yeah that's interesting that's interesting because from my understanding the bones are kind of tied with there became many more faces in the house correct a lot of the times in the story those two things kind of get tied together is that true yes the 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 house and there is a, lo a lot of of faces along in, from 17th to now, but sometimes the, the 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 faces appear and disappear. So you you really don't know if they were real. Other times you only have people talking about the faces they have seen. But it's true that the first papa appeared in the 17th, and in the 80s, 90s, you also have new faces. How many faces total have there been? It's impossible to know because some people talk about 500 and others about 20. Uh, I would say that we have pictures of about no more the, than 20, 25 faces. No, I, I don't think there, there is more than 25 pictures that of different faces. And when we say faces, you have la pava or la pelona that are real faces that look like faces, and you have things that you have a ha uh, horse and things that you don't know what happened. Uh, another one that looked like uh, an alien. There's a different one, but we have over 25 pictures of different so-called faces. Uh, so you said that you know some faces disappeared, some appeared. Yes. Did anybody except for the family see them appear or disappear, or did they just see like the finished face? No, some people who were there, they said, no, we have seen a face, and then other people came, and we don't see the face. So the face has appeared and disappeared, but maybe it had never appeared at all. Yeah. When did the general public start believing that this was a fraud rather than something that was actually, yeah, a phenomenon? Okay, the, the phenomenon started at the end of summer, in August of 1970, and for the first weeks, it was only a very local phenomenon. But at the end of January of the next year, uh, a journalist from Madrid, Antonio Casado, that was working in Pueblo, it was a newspaper very well known at the time, uh, heard about the story, so he went three, day, three days. I don't know really if he was Casado, actually. Okay, someone from Pueblo went to the Belmet and wrote a short story that spanned for two or three days in his newspaper. And then uh, Casado, I think, then Casado came and he wrote the, the whole story. So we are talking about the end of January, beginning of February of 71. That's when, in Spain, it was a very, very well-known thing it was boom like a headquarter or something it was everywhere we have only two tvs at time in in spain a lot of newspapers like radio uh, national tv they were everything for one month it, it was really crazy so when did people first start trying to prove that it was a fraud it was basically right after that uh, first when antonio casado from el pueblo came there he started uh, dealing with the uh, 
story as it was a real uh, strange phenomenon, a fortune phenomenon, and she really believed that it, it has no explanation. And he was surrounded, so he went to Belmet with other people who believed in this kind of, of stuff. And then she started writing in his newspaper. But another journalist from another newspaper called Alcazar went there, and his, he wrote only four or five uh, pieces only for four of days, or five days, no more than that. And when he, in his first story, he said, we are making a mistake. This is not a Fortean phenomenon until we can prove it. So let's start using uh, science and let's say it, it, it's a fake. And then we, we are going to investigate if it's a fake. And if we don't find who did it, then maybe we can start talking about a Fortean phenomenon. That, uh, that it was Alcázar, in fact, the, the first who said, it, who discovered the story about the painter and the son of, the, of Maria and everything. And then Casado from El Pueblo wrote another piece with the same conclusion. But the thing is when people later on wrote books and write of the story, they forgot everything made by Alcázar, and they also forgot the last article, uh, news of, of Casado Gwen, where he said it was a fake. <laughs> interesting, interesting, because it does, it does like kind of blow up and become not just a phenomenon in Spain, it kind of blows up through all of Europe and the world. And could you tell us who Herman de Argumosa and Hans Bender were, and how did they become involved? Yeah, Hans Bender, the Nazi. Germán yes. uh, de Argumosa was uh, uh, some kind of people that is very, it was easy fi to find this kind of people in a society like Spain. He, uh, his family had had a lot of money. He was not so rich at the moment. He married with a woman with a lot of money, so he had a lot of spare time. And he was of the first people in Spain interested in Fortean phenomena, uh, in psychology and everything. So he was very, very interested in voices from other, from, we don't know, from cost or whatsoever. When you put a tape and you register and then voice from nobody knows where appears. So he was very interested. That's why he went to Belmet to investigate and he was the main character in the story. And in fact, he was not only has money in spare time, and it's true that he was very well known in Europe, in in the milieu, in the field of Fortean phenomena. And he met uh, Hans Bender. Hans Bender was uh, the most important parapsychologist in Europe. Nobody knew until we released our book because we found letter that, in fact, it was in, in France, I think. Yes, in a French society, her daughter gave a speech and she talked about his father. And she explained that his father was Nazi, nobody with the, in Germany, nobody knew that he was working from German government at, at the time, but uh, he was not very well known. So when after the war, people forgot about him and he was not put in jail and so on. And he started working in paranormal phenomena with uh, Nazis, with Göring, I imagine, he, yes, with or Himmler, no, with uh, Himmler, in the, this time it was Himmler, with Himmler, and then he started, uh, he continued working in Fribourg, 
in Friburgo in some small city of of Germany. Uh, it's true that he was very well known. That now every what if you read what he wrote, it's absolutely crazy. But he was very well known, and he met uh, Hermann de Argumosa. And Hermann de Argumosa says that Hans Bender told him that. Uh, Faces of Belmet was one of the biggest mysteries on Earth. In fact, the truth is that Bender never wrote uh, nothing about uh, Faces of Belmet. And he went, I think he went one or twice to the village, once with a, with her lover. He was married, but he, was a, he had a lover. He went there and he spent three, I don't know, Less than one day, three hours here. To he uh, he went to check it out, but he didn't pay so much attention. He was more interested in in sun and drinking wine and everything. And he never wrote uh, nothing about faces of Belmet because it was not his business. He has other. He was more focused on poltergeist and this kind of things. That's why. But Germán uh, de Argumosa pretend to have the the pretend that Hans Bender was very interested. Hans Bender was very interested in coming to to Spain, but I don't think in the faces of Velvet. And in fact, he went later on to Ma- to Madrid to give a speech, and he didn't talk at all about the faces of Velvet. Wow, that's very interesting. Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the stories is that um, that. Uh, Argumosa and Bender sealed the house and had a notary to prove the findings, and they watched. Ah, yeah, the story of the notary. Yeah, Hans Bender was not at the moment in Spain; he was in Germany. But I will tell you the story because they wanted to know if it was a real phenomenon, and they closed the, the kitchen where the faces have appeared. So they call a notary, and the house was sealed. So you you couldn't come in, and. They waited, they took pictures, the pictures disappeared, like nobody has seen the picture ever. So, and they wait for months. And when they open the, the kitchen again, nothing has happened. The only new faces have appeared in the new kitchen, in the kitchen where they have been working on when the, the old kitchen was closed. But in, in, inside the kitchen, nothing happened. And... We have only the first document when they sealed the the house, and I don't remember if we have the other one when they opened. But in fact, the 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 pictures were lost, and nobody knows. So, who sealed the house if uh, Hans Benner wasn't there? Was it just the family did this with the notary? I think the uh, with the notary was maybe Germander Gumosa, surely. I don't know if he was here at the moment of they did it because he asked for. Uh, the family to do it, but he was involved in some way. I don't remember. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. So, um, you know, the notary does end up saying that like faces were, he watched them appear, watched them disappear, all of that. Do you think that that was faked or what explanation do you have for like, for the people who claim to have watched the faces appear and disappear with their own eyes? But the face, and didn't appear and disappear. And the, the story of it is not anymore the, something that is it, not so important. In fact, it's one of the many things that happened there. But you, you can use it as a conclusion in a way that it proved that something strange happened. 
Um, but there's no actual proof of anybody. No. Right. Not at all. Right. It's just part of the story. We don't. We don't. And uh, the door was open. Right. So beyond this experiment, were there other more scientific experiments put to the faces or not? Yes. Uh, later, it's funny because the most important was made for, for, for people who were not involved in the in the affair. For people who live in Valencia is another is where I live, and, and students they were studying physics, I think. So they went to to Belmez and they asked Maria if if they could dig a face and to send it to the university. And they found a, a very well-known scientist here in, in Valencia called Juan José Alonso that did study the, the face. And in fact, he found the, it was a print in the concrete, a foot in the concrete that ha looked like a, a face of someone. And it's true that you can see the picture is called El Obispo. It has, it has different name, but if you see the face called El Obispo, you will see that it looked like a face. But it was, in fact, a, a print of a foot. The concrete was wet. So, And then this guy worked for the Council of Science in, in Spain. It was the most important institution. But he did it in his spare time. There are other people from the, C, the CSI, is the, the name of the, of the institution, that also did some experiment. The first one found that the, uh, some kind of painting has been used. And the third one only found that concrete was concrete. But the only serious, the first one is very serious experiment. He took a lot of time and they used a very uh, high-tech stuff at the time. But the other one was not, were not so, so well done. But the, the, the second is more or less good and it, they found the the painting, but the third one was almost a joke. Yeah, yeah. One explanation for the faces has been thoughtography. What is thoughtography, and is it a good explanation for it? Is it not a good explanation? No, it's it, we, no. The Argumosa was very uh, influenced by Joseph Rhein. I don't. He was the father of the word parapsychology, I think, and he has a scientist scientific approach of all the Fortean phenomenon. So he thought that the brain has a lot of things that could do and we didn't know. So uh, one of the theories that was that Maria Camara, the thinkings of Maria Camara were uh, the, she was sending his thinkings to the house, to the wall, and then the house disappeared. And maybe these thinkings there were about uh, uh, the people or her family and so, but it's now it, uh, it's something that it's something that belonged to the to the seventies. Nobody believes in photography now. <laughs> yeah, you know, going forward a little bit, there were multiple commissions set up to prove it was fraud, and that caused some backlash. Could you um, talk yeah. about those commissions yeah. and the backlash that they found? Yes, it's very interesting because sometimes we think that only people who live in paranormal phenomena were the tricky ones, were, were cheating, and it's not true. There is the funny commission led by, by someone called Jose Luis Jordan Peña. He was a skeptic, a member of the Spanish Research Society or something like that, but in fact, he, he was a very tricky guy. And he said, someone, nobody knows 
coup from the Spanish government asked him to go to Belmez to have a look and to study the the phenomenon and the faces. In fact, he went for his he only was here for two hours, more or less. He went back home. He wrote two pages, more or less, and, he, and with no conclusion. He said that the faces were there, and he didn't know, in fact. But the thing is, with Jordan Peña, is not about Bellman. He tried to discredit the phenomenon, but about his background. That he was involved in a lot of strange affairs, like... Umo, maybe people who are interested in UFOs now, but the the problem with Jordan Peña is he, you can spell his name problems. He has a lot of problems everywhere because he wants to be the most important guy everywhere. And in fact, he was like, he was exactly like Germán de Argumosa. He was not better than Germán de Argumosa. Even Germán de Argumosa believed in the in the faces of Belmez and the other didn't. So that's that's interesting. So you say that both of them had pretty um, not reliable processes that they were going uh, on, but they were kind of like no. two side like two sides of the coin. Yeah, yes. Very interesting. Very interesting. So what is the trial of the faces? What was that? That's another. Yeah, that's another funny thing in the in the folklore of Belmez. The trial of of faces is in fact a broadcast in a local radio. They put together people who believe in the phenomenon and people who don't. They, they were having a debate for an hour. They didn't reach any conclusion, and it was called the the trial of of Belmez. It's true that and the program was more or less with a lawyer and one acted as a lawyer of the faces, let's say, the other as a fiscal of the faces. One said it was true, another said it was not true. The answer was so, in some way uh, the truth, and but they didn't reach any conclusion. But uh, some people thought that the trial of Belmet really took place, and it didn't. It was just a program of radio that it's lost. Oh, you can't find it? That would be such a, a fun thing to listen to, but you can't listen to it anymore? No, 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 it's, it's lost. It doesn't exist. Uh, do you know, was the lawyer anybody, uh, the lawyer for the faces, anybody of no, importance? No. no. Well, they weren't even real lawyers. Yes, but they are, no, no, they are dead. One of them wrote a book about about the whole story. I think it was uh, Manuel Serrano. No, I don't remember. But one of them wrote a book when the lawyer who was pro faces wrote two books, uh, I, I think. Uh, one was published, the other was not, and that's why, where he explained what happened at the trial of Belmez. Yeah, so there was no actual, there wasn't like a court case or, or anything like no, that. No, 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 that's all. No. So who was, moving forward from there a little bit, who was Pedro Amoros, and why did he launch the Genesis project? Yeah, Pedro Amoros was someone who wanted to be the new Germán de Argumosa, and he wanted to... Uh, rebirth the phenomenon in 1960, I think. So he tried to create the faces at home. That's what he called the Genesis project, but in fact he did it at home with his own hands. It was alone with nothing more than oil because the, the faces were painted with oil. Oh, so people were a actually took the samples of his faces and they found that it had oil? Yes, no, no nobody... Uh, uh, we know that he used oil because he told to other people who talked to us. 
and when we tried to replicate his faces with his with all and they were the same thing so the genesis project was just this guy basically painting the pictures yes. if you know if you know pedro amoros he he has done a lot of this kind of projects but that went nowhere yeah it's, that's interesting, but he... He lives in his own world of... You, you, you can't take seriously Pedro Amoros at all. So do you think he actually believed his findings? In some ways, yes. In some ways, he believes he, he, his own lies. Sure. For sure. So, um, Maria died in the early 2000s. Um, what happened after she passed away? Mostly nothing. They tried to create again the phenomenon in another house, but it lasts only for few weeks because everybody, even in people who believe in the old faces, so it was a scam. It has no sense. In some way, the phenomenon died with her. I know that then there were like a lot of new faces kind of exploded after she died, but those have a pretty simple explanation, correct? Yes. Can you kind of go into and, that? And if you see, if you if you compare, there is nothing like the other one, like La Pava or the or La Pelona. There, there is different made by with oil. Or, or, it, you see, it's a forgery. The, also, the others, but the others have some, let's say, taste. The new ones were made by people who didn't know how to to do a lie, let alone a face. Most recently, uh, there was a television show that said that they did an a scientific examination. There was no paint traces or chemical traces to explain it. What is the explanation that you have for that? As Iker Jimenez knows, because he won one of the people involved in the forgery, he tried to find the silver. The first face was made with with nitrato de plata, it's silver. so the same thing that you use when you take a picture, something of silver. I don't know how you say it in in English, but the same thing. So he, but only the first papa, the one who was destroyed and disappeared, was made using this method. So if you go there and you try to find again uh, the silver powder, or I don't know what to call it, you won't find it. That's what he did. He went here to try to find the silver knowing it's impossible to find it. So he presented it as a very strange thing, but the thing is nobody cares about it. If he, if he tried to prove with, in a scientific way that it was a very strange phenomenon, but people who love Fortean uh, phenomena, maybe they swallowed the story, but nobody gave a damn about him. So, what is happening with the faces today? What is going on with them? Nothing. They are here. If you go to Belmont, you can go to, to see the, the house. There is also a small museum. And in summer, um, people in the newspaper who have nothing to write about, they send a young journalist to write something about the big mystery of Belmont. But nobody, nothing new has happened. Let us know what you think about the faces of Belmez on Twitter and Instagram at strange underscore phenom and on Facebook at strange phenomenon, all one word. Please give us a review and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Visit www.strange-phenomenon.com for a full list of sources and more episodes. Strange Phenomenon is hosted by Ray Tarara. It's written and produced by RJ Blake and Ray Tarara. 
Theme music by Tara Monk. Additional music provided by Sergei Cheremizanov.